Welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere, where CEOs, leaders, and experts at building teams, companies, organizations, and amazing cultures share how to lead from anywhere in the world. I'm your co-host on the East Coast, Judy Bianco Mathis. And I'm your co-host on the West Coast, Mitch Simon. And we invite you to join us to Team Anywhere. are you? Yes, a big question. But an even bigger question is, who are you as a company? In today's hybrid world where you rarely see your teammates face-to-face and you may rarely see your customers face-to-face, it is more important than ever that you determine who you are as a company. How do you live your purpose day in and day out? How do you take a stand for what you believe in? What can your customers count on no matter what? Answering the question, who are you as a company, is the work of Zach Giglio. And on today's podcast, you'll learn some great exercises on how to determine what really is the core of your company and why it matters in attracting and keeping great talent and customers as you team anywhere. Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of Team Anywhere. I'm Mitch Simon, your co-host on the West Coast. And on the East Coast, we have our charming, brilliant co-host, Dr. Virginia Bianco Mathis. Say hello. We also call her Ginny. Um, Now, but but even more important, uh, today's guest on the East Coast, actually actually coming in from Charleston, South Carolina, is Zach Giglio. Um, Zach has found that purpose, as well as mission statements, culture and communications, and marketing strategies should all be built around a company's identity. Zach is the founder and CEO of GCM, a global communications and marketing firm where he creates human connections through communication and marketing. Zach, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you very much. Very excited to be here. I'm I'm looking forward to this conversation. Great. So um, tell us just a little bit about your background and tell us why your website is called, it's kind of interesting, Jenny, It's, it's who is GCM, not GCM.com, maybe it was taken, but the website is who is GCM? Just kind of pointing, we, we got to know uh, why is it called that? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll answer the second question first. So we, as, as you alluded to, we, we really believe that anything meaningful in the business world, in our personal lives, any meaningful relationship we have, anything that that is worthwhile is all built on top of relationship, human connection, which is built on top of our identity, who we are. And we want to remember that. I'm a big believer in, in creating systems and routines to make sure that the things that are important to you are present. And so our website is who is GCM. So we can continue to make sure that we keep our identity, who we are as an organization and as people at the forefront of everything we do. And it's the first thing people see. And so we want them, we want everybody visiting GCM, if they haven't heard of us, or even if they have, to be asking themselves that question before they get to know anything about what we do. Because to us, that's the most important thing. All right. Well, who is is Zach Giglio? So that is a question that uh, I've been working on for about 35 years. Um, right. You should know by now. I, yeah, I don't know how, how, how um, 
Yeah, it's it, it's it's a good question. But so so Zach Giglio is is someone who's had the very fortunate privilege of traveling and living around the world. And 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 quite honestly, whether it was in China, South Africa, Washington D.C., New York, Charleston, or visiting some of these other places that I've had the experience of visiting, my best memories and the things that impacted me the most, the learnings, the the most exciting parts, were all connecting with the human. It was all on some very emotional human level. And we realized, and I say we because I met my wife in my travels, who's also my business partner, and we founded our company. We realized that anything in any part of our life is formed on top of this human connection, whether we, it's our clients or the people that we work with, whether it's the people on our team, whether it's, it's engaging with audiences and storytelling. We need to resonate on a human level. And that's just what I learned through my travels. And um, and then, you know, my professional life is I started in Washington, D.C., worked for public affairs, worked in, in public relations, spent some time as a chief of staff in government up in Long Island, um, which really also helped me think about people, like actually human beings uh, in all the work that I do, because there is nothing that is closer to, to, to human beings than, than local government. Um, everything that you do, every phone call that you make, every policy or piece of legislation that, that you're helping out with you will hear from your community and from people um, in your neighborhood about how it impacts them. And so the comms that we're doing for, for quite honestly, very large companies, we don't lose that. We, we think about that a lot. How, how is this story that we're telling going to impact people, people in communities, in neighborhoods? How is it going to impact people in the company, people in their industry, their customers and their clients on a human level? Not just how do we get people to click a button? Um, how do we actually impact human beings? It's something that is harder to measure, but way, way, way more worthwhile. Wow. I love that. How do we really impact human beings? What is, um, before we get into the, 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 the formal questions here, this is a formal interview, uh, <laughs> very formal. What's the one thing that surprised you the most over the last year? Like in the vein yeah. of human connection, since human connection has been a mostly not face-to-face I think the thing that surprised me the most over the last year is how we've not been able to solve for human connection with technology alone. So we've been pulled away from each other on, on, on big levels. And we have, we are doing a wonderful job of creating experiences in a virtual environment. But what we have to be extremely intentional about is creating human connections within that technology and in those experiences because Zoom or anything else is, that's just a medium. It's as if we're in a physical place, but if we don't make that actual connection or that attempt and be intentional about when we're on a Zoom call, are we spending five or 10 minutes in the beginning getting to know how people are doing, what's going on in their life, talking about things that have nothing to do with some task at hand, but have everything to do with the relationship that we have with those people. I think that's what surprised me the most is that in the beginning, I don't think we realized it. In the beginning, we're like, well, everything will be fine. We're, we're doing these house party apps and we're playing games with our friends and our family all over the world. And then I remember getting off the app and thinking, I feel empty. Mm. Like, I, I feel like I've, I, my, I, I have not been satiated. Mm. I'm still hungry for that human connection. And I think what I'm surprised at is how much of a global phenomenon this was and how we all have this shared experience but how much better we're getting at actually if we are intentional at connecting with people on these tools. Cause we're, we're actually getting quite good at this now because 
we can't survive without it. And so it's almost this like survival technique, I think that we have. Uh, and it's really encouraging. I was very scared about it in the beginning, but I'm very encouraged now. It's so, almost like, short comment, when it first happened, all right, we can do this. It was it's still it was still a learning curve. And now it's like, oh, wait a minute. I really have to do this. That's exactly right. We're, I think we're, we thought in the beginning that the technology was going to be what we had to work out. How are we going to have meetings? How are we going to meet? How are we going to get our work done? But what we didn't, I don't think, at least I didn't think about how much work we'd have to do to keep that human connection alive. I just thought that that was just something that would, would just happen because we're looking at each other. So why wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. and, but I think you're right, Jenny. Like we're realizing that, oh, this is really important. We really have to like carve out time, make a, a intentional st strategic plan about keeping human connection a part of what we do. So it just uh, begs the question, um, you know, because I see, you know, as, as I opened, you know, uh, Zach, you found that purpose really is, uh, you know, um, should be built around a company's identity. What, what have you done to, you know, connect purpose, um, to connect people to people um, over the last year that you found to be really um, valuable? Yeah. So if I think about the, the purpose question, how are we connecting purpose to identity at organizations, at, at our company? I think it's, it's something that we get asked a lot. Everybody knows that consumers and the general public are expecting a lot from organizations and from leaders. A lot more in, in the value and principle and purpose space than we've ever been expected before, or than we've ever expected before. And so people know they have to do something. People know they have to have a purpose. And there's tons of things happening in society and in the world that people think, should I be weighing in on this? Should I not be? What should I be saying? And what we try and help people do, whether it's organizations as a whole or leadership within organizations that we work with, is to take a step back and think about their identity. Who are you as an organization? And who are you as a person or as a leader? What is important to you? What do you care about? What do you get excited about? What makes you upset? And then to help them build on top of that, okay, well, from there, where does it make sense to put your effort as far as purpose? Because purpose is an action, right? Like purpose is what you say, is how you say things, what you care about, what you do, what, the, what, what, what work you do. And so we help them try and think about connecting who they are naturally with their purpose. Because if you start seeking purpose for the sake of it, it will backfire in a very big way. Even if you're extremely well-intentioned, people will call you out. It won't seem natural. It won't seem genuine. And so if you can match and marry yourself to a, a purpose based on your identity, you'll be way more comfortable and efficient at talking about things that work for you or that make sense for you. And also about getting yelled at because you're not going to make everybody happy about things that actually aren't in your purpose purview. So how, how does a company figure out what its identity is? Yeah, it's it, it's a good question, and so we do these workshops. Who is these? Who is your business workshops? And one of the things we are we work very hard at is to create a mindset that is separating people, or separating their identity or the organization's identity with what they do. So many times when we say, "Who is your organization?" they'll say, "Oh, we do this or we do that," but that's not what we want. We need to separate that. So here's something that 
we will always work into our workshops or our conversations. So let's say we're, we're, we're speaking with an organization that makes clothes. And now we're saying, okay, we're flipping a switch. You no longer make clothes. Now what you do is you are a software developing company. Now, nobody in there knows how to do it. So they can't now think through their identity as what they do because they've never done software development before, ideally. And so now we help them think through why would anybody, whether they're current clients that you have now or anybody out there in the world, why would they come and purchase software from you? And what that helps them think through is what values am I bringing to my work and my organization and myself that has to do with who I am as opposed to what we do? It's like a, we're hardwired. When you walk into a, a networking event or, hey, my name is Zach, what do you do? Right? We're hardwired to associate our identity with what we do. But if you, like, you can't, it's not enough to say, oh, don't think about what you do when you tell me about who you are. You have to actually put people in a different space for them to think about, well, what is valuable about me? What is valuable about the way I do? And that's how you differentiate yourself. I mean, when we talk to, to clients or partners, we tell them, if we were a landscaping company, we would be the exact same company. Like there's no, there would be almost nothing different. We just would happen to be cutting your lawn and planting flowers. But we're the same company because of what we believe in. We believe in human connection. We believe in ethics. We believe in, in reliability and being an extension of other person's team because we want them to be able to trust us. Like that, had, that, that could easily be translated to, to, to landscaping. And so that's one of the most effective ways we can get people to kind of reorient the wiring in their brain. I'm sure of it. Having seen it, Zach, give us an example. Give us two of an identity statement, not necessarily that person or the kinds of things. I can make some up, things up right now that I think I know what you're talking about, but I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, good question. I'll, I'll give you GCMs. So GCM is a family-founded global communications and marketing firm that believes in the power of human connection and business as a force for good. We get to know our clients from the inside out to create thoughtful communications and marketing campaigns that resonate on a human level. So the first part about it is, is who are we? The second part about it is what we do, but should be very tied to who we are. So that's ours. We're proud of it. We like it. We workshopped it. I forget what we made ourselves. We weren't comms and marketing anymore. We were something else. Um, I have a very weird background. So we're in a bakery. I've done a lot of that's right. So that's your identity. And yeah. it would have, um, it sounds to me, very value-based. Uh, because yeah. this is important to us, um, these are the values we believe in. This is what we want to touch. This is how we want to be seen. So to a point that Mitch made earlier, earlier how do you make that come alive in a virtual and hybrid environment? So, so how that comes alive in, in, in the virtual environment is, is reinventing like things in a way where we have to take more time and be more intentional. It's like, it's like sharpening our value sword in the virtual environment. It's making sure like if I'm in a room with you, like we, we, we will literally, there's like literally an energy, like literally we, that we are, we are experiencing each other's feelings in a way that we aren't comprehending. 
But in a virtual environment, that doesn't exist. And so now we need to put that out there in a very intentional and obvious and hitting over your head way. And to do it just like comms over and over and over and over again. So that is one way, a very long-winded and meandering way, hopefully not too bad, of, of explaining when we say we're family founded and that we get to know our clients from the inside out and we resonate on a human level, that's one of the ways that, that, that we do that. When our clients, one of our clients, um, uh, uh, unbelievable work that they're doing and and what they you know the short way of saying what they do is they create um, economies that benefit um, people on the planet but all people um, and so how do they how, how does that come through in a virtual environment well I've been on their calls they run programs and accelerators and and all these things all like literally all around the world I mean from the west coast to New York to south and southeast Asia I mean all over the I mean, you should be on their calls. They're in the beginning. I hope they don't, you know, I mean, it's great. So they'd be proud if I'm, if I'm talking about this. You know, they will literally, they do this stoplight exercise. They want to know who the people are. How are they doing? They, they stop. They do a mindful minute, you know, where you're like, they're stopping and they're doing like a meditation thing. You're allowed to turn off your camera. Most people would. None of them do. They all want you to see the person. They care about all people. Right. Like they care about the people in there and that's and that shows through their work. And so it's 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 being intentional. And I think it's also not being deterred if you don't feel like it's a big enough thing. Like right, it's, so it's a lot of drops of water. This in goes so. to the vulnerability that you were talking about, that the leaders who embrace this do have to be comfortable with it. Right. Um, I'm imagining, well, gee, I even forget her name, but uh, at the uh, at MoMA, you know, all you all she had was she's a performance artist and the person comes in front and sits and all they do is stare at each other for um, 30 minutes. And then the next person and people cry and all sorts of incredible human kinds of things happen. So when you're staring at one another on Zoom you can begin to get closer to that because you, as you said, purposely try it. The family issue I want to get back to. It seems to me that this kind of environment would require an incredibly intense hiring process. And this gets to the virtual and hybrid kind of thing. Right. So I'm going to hire you. You're across the world. I'm looking at you 50 percent because you have a skill set. That makes sense for our organization. But maybe even 60 percent because you're going to fix. Um, fit. You're going to fit. This essence of identity. So how do how is the way you hire different than the normal way? So I do think there's a couple things that are different because I've gone through hiring processes at big corporations and I've also hired people when I was at other at, at, at other companies. But I will caveat it by saying we've had a couple fails last year. We had a couple fails that we thought and they never ended up working for us, but we thought they were right. And then like the moment before they weren't. And that they're not bad people like they're fine. They're, they're fine people. It's just like, it wasn't the right fit. And we, so we failed at it. So I just want to like first put out like, 
if you could help me crack this a little bit better, I, I, yeah, I would appreciate yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. But um, you're learning, right? You're learning how to get closer to that because of the, because of virtual and hybrid. So, well, that it's, it's a good point. So the, so we made two quick mistakes. Well, maybe they weren't mistakes. We failed quickly the first two times. And then when we hired the person that we ended up hiring, it took us forever. I mean, it took us like seven months, Ooh. like seven months. I mean, it was brutal because we really needed her. And now that we have her, like we know how much we need her. Um, but we had a lot of conversations and, and I think what worked out with this too is we was, we started actually having conversations with her before we thought we needed to hire her. And, it, and so that allowed us the opportunity to get to know each other on a level that was like not built into this transactional thing, which, mm-hmm. which it is like, she's going to, she does services. We pay her money. Like there is a transactional element of it, but by having these conversations and what we are being more intentional about now is having conversations with people in our network outside of immediate needs. So we can get to know people mm-hmm. on levels that are like way more human. I think if anything, we're coming out of uh, this podcast and coming out of uh, hopefully coming out of this pandemic, what we've learned is, is really the, the key here is humans are humans. And the, the pandemic gave us an opportunity to treat people more like humans and they've shown up more like humans. And I, I love, uh, Zach, I love your approach, which is, you know, who am I as an individual? Who are you as an individual? Oh, and then there's this thing called work, you know, and then who are we as a company? And then um, I'm going to decide to work with you, not necessarily because you've got service A or service B or product A or product B, but I'm really attracted to who you are as an individual. And I do think that that is um, one of the things that actually has been a blessing in hybrid and virtual because we actually are saying that's necessary, as you said, Zach. And so we're going to go forward and we're going to do that. Um, even though we are virtual and we're going to maybe like Jenny's saying, stare into each other's eyes on zoom. I dare you. So now just to, just to close this out, Zach, how can we find you and your company? So who is GCM.com is our website. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty darn responsive. Uh, my email is Zach at whoisgcm.com. I'm pretty darn responsive there as well, at least within 24 hours. Great. And that's um, Zach with a C-H, everybody? That's right. Z-A-C-H. That's right. Not, not People are like, Zach. And I'm like, yeah, Zach. And I went to yes. school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, cool. So we, we can find you at whoisgcm.com. And that is the website, whoisgcm.com and on LinkedIn. And we just wanted to thank you so much, Zach, for coming on to the show. Uh, it's very emotional. It's very yeah. emotional. Very emotional. Yeah. It's an emotional show here in <laughs> San Diego and the, and the uh, East Coast. Yeah. Um, you know, South Carolina. All right, great. So, so, uh, so we re- really appreciate your time. Uh, we really appreciate our listeners. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and give us five stars. Please go ahead and share this episode with your friends, family, and colleagues. And we'll see you next time on our next episode of Team Anywhere. Team Anywhere.